Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. Screen Guild play tonight, They Got Me Covered. The starring players, this is Bob Hope. This is Dorothy Lamour, And this is Phyllis Ruth. Tonight, Lady Astor presents the Screen Guild players in an exciting radio preview of Samuel Goldwyn's comedy hit... They Got Me Covered, starring Bob Hope, Dorothy L'Amour, and Phyllis Ruth. When Bob Kittredge was a foreign correspondent for the Amalgamated News Agency, a Romanian named Gregory Vanescu supplied him with news tips and stories. And when Bob returned to the United States, Vanescu followed him, and the Gestapo followed Vanescu. In fact, the Gestapo was only a few steps behind him when Gregory Vanescu sneaked into the Washington, D.C. office of the Amalgamated News Agency and whispered, Kittredge. Well, well, Gregory Vanescu. I haven't seen you since somebody tried to slice your throat that night in Istanbul. What some people will do to get meat. Shh. Somebody's trying to kill me tonight, too. These men are trying to stop me from giving you the biggest news story of your career. Well, what are we waiting for? Let me, let me hear the story. Bob had been fired by the Amalgamated News Agency. But he knew that if he could uncover a big news story, he'd not only get his job back, but help his standing with Christina Hill. However, before Vanescu could give Bob the news scoop... The Gestapo agents were shooting at him, and he had to run. But not before Bob had talked Christina into giving Vanescu $5,000 of the news agency's money to pay for the story they didn't get. We've got to raise the money to pay back the firm, Bob. I've got 400 in the bank. That leaves us 4600 short. Have you got any money? Just $6.87 and a Wilkie button. <laughs> the one I wear over my Hoover button. Well, can you raise any? Yeah, I can sell my body to a medical school. Just think what they'll give me for my shoes alone. <laughs> Amalgamated News Agency, Kittredge speaking. This is Van Eskew. Listen closely and don't interrupt me. Send a stenographer to the steps of the Lincoln Memorial at midnight. She must carry a red purse and a green umbrella. Isn't that a little gaudy? Shh. You must not come with her. Because the Gishwapo agents saw me in your office, they will recognize you. Have the stenographer bring a big notebook and I will dictate the whole story to her. Goodbye. Who was it, Bob? Good old Vanescu. He wants you to meet him at the Lincoln Memorial, wearing a red purse and a green umbrella. Well, won't I be a little cold that way? Well, you're used to it. <laughs> Say, <laughs> look. Look. <laughs> What's this? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Look. Chris, this is no time for sentiment. Do you have those things? Well, 
I've got a red purse at home and one of the girls living with me. Sally has a green umbrella. Oh, swell. Call her and ask her to meet us in the Lincoln Memorial. Tell her to bring a big notebook, too. Do you see Sally anywhere, Chris? No. Let's ask that officer over there if he saw her. Yeah. Say, officer. Yes? Uh, do you see a green girl around here carrying a red umbrella? Huh? Oh, how silly of me. I mean, uh, do you see a green pocketbook with a red girl carrying an umbrella? Uh, yes. She got into a car with some men right here just a few minutes ago. Oh, thanks. Well, Chris, guess we'd better go home and wait, huh? Go home? Why, the evening's young yet. There must be lots of trouble you can still get into. Oh, Chris, stop riding me. After all, everyone makes mistakes. Is it my fault I'm good at it? It's all you're good for. It's bad enough when you get me all wound up in your crazy schemes. I deserve it for being dope enough to be in love with you. What about Sally? She doesn't even like you. Oh, she will. I'm an acquired taste. No one likes me right off. Why, I was 14 years old before my mother would let me into the house. Dad didn't get in until he was 15. Now, look, honey. <laughs> Sally's been taken to see Vanescu. He's going to dictate the story that's going to get us out of a $5,000 jam. He isn't going to harm her. He's a gentleman. Gentleman? Vanescu's a cutthroat, and you know it. Vanescu's a cutthroat? Don't be silly. Vanescu would never cut anybody's throat. Especially now, he has to keep that knife sharp to slice his white bread. Bob, this is serious Now listen, Sally be home safe and sound in no time Meanwhile, we'll go home, curl up in front of the fireplace and read Esquire hmm. And I suppose, my handyman, you'll build a fire With Esquire, who needs fires? <laughs> Sally, what's happened, honey? You're trembling they put me in a truck. In an engine room. The man kept shouting at me. I had to ride so fast. Well, you're not making any sense, Sally. Three dogs. A boiler room. A man yelled all sorts of names at me. And the dogs were barking. Everyone was grabbing and reaching and screaming. Sounds like an afternoon at the butcher shop. <laughs> Did you get the story, Sally? Yeah, the dictation, Sally. Did you get the dictation? The dark. Kettles and bottles. They shot at me. Let's skip the dull stuff. Did you get the story? <laughs> My hand hurt from riding so fast. Then the men chased me. They stole the notebook. Yes, yes, they stole... What? They stole your notebook? Oh, why wasn't I there? Why wasn't I there? Then they started shooting. That's why I wasn't there. <laughs> the men stole the notebook. They grabbed it and ran away. What, what happened, Chris? Sally fainted. Just a second after you did. <laughs> well, bring her too, Chris. Throw water in her face. Do something. I am. I'm going to put her to bed. She's suffering from shock, and she won't be able to talk sense until she recovers. Oh, but I've got to wake her up. I've got to get that story. The war could depend on it. Don't worry. She'll be all right by morning. By morning? The way the Russians are going, the war may be over by then. <laughs> Kaiser Day. Now, look, Chris, it's 10 o'clock, the sun's shining, the birds are singing. Why can't we wake Sally now? Because she had a terrible experience and needs the rest. Don't get so upset, Bob. Say, do you realize I may never see Vanescu again? People have been trying to kill that guy ever since I first met him in Europe years ago. Why, Hitler's been after him since 1925. Oh, Bob, Hitler didn't even come into power until 1933. I know, but Vanescu once got fingerprints all over a house he was painting. <laughs> <laughs> 
He probably started running the minute he finished dictating to Sally. But why should he, Bob? Because that story's dynamite. It must be because those Gestapo agents wanted it badly enough to steal Sally's notebook. Well, who are the Gestapo agents? Well, that's the $5,000 question. If I knew, I wouldn't have to wait for that southern fried chicken to wake up. What a spot I'm in with 5000 bucks tied up in this yarn. I signed the firm's check. I'm the one that's in a spot. All right, I'll subleash you half of my spot. Now what do we do? Well, I'm just hoping Sally remembers that dictation. Well, look, Chris, will you please go in the bedroom and wake her up? Well... Please. Oh, all right. Chris, what happened? Chris, stop screaming. What happened? Oh, Sally's been kidnapped. Well, that's no reason to... Ah! Are you sure? Oh, she's gone. And so are all her bedclothes. They must have wrapped Sally... They must have wrapped Sally in her blankets and carried her out that window. And then taken her away in a car. Took her away in a car? Well, quick, let's look around the neighborhood. They may only have an A card. Bob, we've got to call the police. No, now, Chris, wait a second. Let me figure this out. If we let the pol- police in on this, every other newspaperman in town will be in on our story. <laughs> and we'd be out 5,000 bucks. Oh, who cares about money? Sally's life may be at stake. Why, that's silly. They're not going to harm Sally. They don't dare. And why not? Because you can get 20 years for hitting anyone with glasses, and Sally's eyes are so bad that even her glasses wear glasses. <laughs> but why would anyone want to kidnap Sally? I don't know. Maybe they think the government is all set to start a new kind of rationing. Say, <laughs> say, maybe I've got it. I think I've got it. What? Say, remember how (laughs) nervous... Remember how nervous Sally was when she got home? Well, listen, Sally probably messed up her shorthand somehow, and they snatched her so she could read what Vanescu dictated. But she can't read a billboard without her glasses, and here they are right here. Yeah, which means she's safe until they find her glasses, and that gives us time to find the kidnappers. Wait here for me. I'll be back in an hour. Where are you going? The Cafe Moresque. It's a Romanian restaurant. Someone down there may know Vanescu. Bob Kittridge is downstairs in the Café Moresco uh, asking about Vanescu. I'm having them send him up here to talk to you. Why send it to me, Otto? They have told him downstairs that you are Mrs. Vanescu. So make him believe you are Vanescu's widow. Mm, that shouldn't be too difficult. But then what? Try to persuade him to drop this investigation. And at the same time, find out what he has learned about us. But what if he gets suspicious? There's no reason why he should. See that uh, you're crying when he arrives. It may help to soften him up. Mm. If you need me, I'll be in the next room. <laughs> Come in. Oh, hello. Mr. Kittridge. That's right. You were asking downstairs about the man, Gregory Vanescu. That's right. He is dead. That's wrong. My poor husband, Gregory, they've killed him. Your husband, you say? Yes. Well, Mrs. Vanescu... Oh, please I... call me Olga. All my friends call me Olga. Oh, well, well, all my friends call me... Oh, you better call me Bob. Now, tell me... Uh... <laughs> tell me, Olga, did Vanescu ever mention the Gestapo here in Washington? The Gestapo here? Oh, no. You must be mistaken, Bob. Oh, no, I'm not. I met your husband for the first time in Ankara. The Gestapo tried to shoot him. Then in Budapest, they tried to stab him. And in Paris, they put old razor blades in his fruit salad. 
I think they had something against him. <laughs> now, look, Olga, isn't there something you know that might help me? Did Gregory leave any letters or information? Mm, let me see. Oh, of course, I should have thought of it before. My husband did have some letters in German. They may be in his room. Oh, that's great. They may give us a lead. Get them for me, will you? I will look for them very carefully. <laughs> Wait, right here, Bobby. Otto. Otto. Well, what about Kittredge? He's going ahead with his investigation. How much does he know? Well, he's convinced the Gestapo killed Vinescu. And he knew enough to come to the Café Moresque looking for him. Perhaps it would be better to kill him, Otto. No, 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 no. I have a better plan. If we killed him, it would convince the police and other reporters that he really did have a story. Instead, we would destroy his reputation, make him a laughing stock, and then he can talk all he wants to. No one would believe him. No one would print anything he writes. But how can we do that, Otto? Well, see that he smokes one of these cigarettes. When he wakes up, he will find himself married to a very dear friend of mine. Glory, the glow girl. That Billis Queen? <laughs> we'll send him to Niagara Falls for a honeymoon. <laughs> Hey, where am I? Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls? What am I doing here? I'm in Washington. <laughs> no, you're in Niagara Falls. Can't you hear the water drip? <laughs> <laughs> and who are you? What are you doing in my room? Well, the name I got married under is Tilly Hofferkamp. Tilly Hoffer who? <laughs> Hofferkamp. Yeah. Mm. Professionally, they call me Gloria the Glow Girl. Gloria the Glow Girl. Well, stop glowing. This is a dim-out zone. <laughs> Anyway, what does your marriage mean to me? You're on your honeymoon, kid. Here's the marriage license. What? Oh, no, you don't. I can get this annulled. I'll prove I was doped. I'll demand a saliva test. I'll get you ruled off the track for life. Well, that tip was right, boys. There he is, the great Kittredge, honeymooning with Gloria the Glow Girl. Oh, now, listen, fellas. I can explain everything. Well, go right ahead. We're listening. We even brought someone along from Washington for you to do your explaining, too. Someone from Washington, eh? Well, if it's Paul McNutt, tell him this is carrying the manpower shortage too far. <laughs> Who'd you bring? Me. Chris. I wanted to see this with my own eyes. Chris. I wonder what Dr. Anthony would do in a spot like this. <laughs> now, Chris, I can explain everything. I've been framed. Hey, Gloria. That'll teach you not to talk disrespectfully about your wife. Hey, Chris. And that'll teach you not to lie to me. Hey, Bob. That'll teach me not to try and commit suicide. I almost got shot. shot, the curtain comes down on the first act of They Got Me Covered, the Lady Esther Screen Guild Players' presentation of Samuel Goldwyn's new hit comedy, starring Bob Hope, Dorothy Lemur, and Phyllis Ruth. Act two will follow in just a moment. But first, here's a word from our hostess, Lady Esther. I'm sure you know, as I do, how important it is to a woman's well-being, to her happiness, that she feel lovely. Yes, whether she's wearing overalls or an evening gown. There must be that something inside which tells her, you are lovely, your eyes are shining, your skin is so smooth and exquisite. Yes, above all else, you must have a smooth, fresh skin if you want to look and feel attractive. And that's why, these days when you may be working outdoors or in dusty surroundings, or just working harder and longer, it's more important than ever that you give your skin the care of a refreshing beauty cream. Now, just think how wonderful it is, in busy times like these, to be able to use one scientific face cream that not only cleans your skin thoroughly, but gives it a smooth, fresh finish 
young-looking and charming. With Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream, all you do is rub it in gently, wipe it off, and then look at your skin. Feel it. See how every dry flake is gone, how soft your skin feels to your fingers, and how beautifully your powder goes on. You see, Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream gives you, in one jar, four definite aids to beauty. First, it thoroughly cleans your skin. Second, it softens your skin, relieves dryness and flaking. Third, it makes your skin look fresher and lovelier by helping nature refine the pores. And fourth, it leaves a smooth, flattering base for powder and makeup. I hope you'll try Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. I hope you'll let it help guard the beauty of your skin so you'll always hear that voice inside which says, You were never lovelier. curtain rises on the second act of They Got Me Covered, starring Bob Hope as Bob Kittredge, Dorothy Lamour as Christina Hill, and Phyllis Ruth as Sally. the Nazi agents Bob Kittredge was investigating gave Bob a doped cigarette and married him to a burlesque queen while he was under the influence of the drug, Bob's career as a reporter was ended. He finally succeeded in convincing Christina Hill that he had been framed. But Chris couldn't offer him any real consolation because he was still married to Gloria the Glow Girl. What are you going to do about her, Bob? After all, she's your wife. Yeah, but you're the girl I'm engaged to marry. Gloria was just a stooge. The dame I want to get my hands on is the dame who said she was Mrs. Vanescu. Well, did you try the Café Moresque again? Twice. The first time they threw me out my face. Second time they reversed the procedure. <laughs> well, haven't you any idea who she is or where to find her? Well, I've got one lead, a handkerchief I picked up in her apartment that night. Let me see it. What are you going to do, hire bloodhounds? <laughs> it's saturated with an expensive perfume. Probably very rare. We'll have one of the chemists at the FBI analyze it. Oh, that a girl. When we find out what it is, we check the records at the Custom Bureau and find out who imports the perfume and who sells it. You follow it up, will you, Chris? Of course. Well, you're a great girl, Chris. The only girl I've ever cared about. The only girl in the whole world for me. Do you mean that, Bob? Certainly. I'll tell you more about it just as soon as I've seen my wife. Bob! Well, I'm going to find out who hired Gloria, and if I get over to that burlesque theater right now, I might get to see her. Yes, sir, I might get to see a lot of her. <laughs> You're just the one I wanted to see Look, I'm in a terrible jam And you've got to get me out of it Yeah, that's just what I was going to do You know who framed me And why it was done Now, you've got to give me the inside You've just got to tell me the truth Sure I will, Bob I just learned the truth myself You were just about to catch up With a three-way spy ring Of Nazis, fascists, and Japs Yeah? Headed by a guy named Otto Fausch Gloria! Oh. Who did it, Gloria? You, you hurt badly? Yeah, Bob Go to Baldenacco's floor shop 1730 Connecticut Avenue You'll find... Everything there. Had I better get a doctor, mister? It's too late. She's dead. Say, who are you? My name is Baldonaco. Baldonaco? Well, that's quite a coincidence. We had to rush the plot to get it all in in a half an hour. Say, 
Ira. Are you the guy who runs a floor shop at 1730 Connecticut, Connecticut Avenue? Yes, sir, Mr. Kittredge. Kittredge? You know my name? Or is the laundry mark on my long underwear showing? We know you. And at this time, we'll take more permanent care of you than we did with the cigarette. Hit him, Otto. Oh! Take the body to the La Roche Beauty Salon for safekeeping, Otto. We can dispose of it later. Amalgamated News Agency, Christina Hill speaking. This is Morgan at the FBI, Miss Hill. That perfume you asked me to analyze is called Reprise. It's imported by a New York firm, and its exclusive Washington agent is the La Roche Beauty Salon at 1757 Rhode Island Avenue, Northwest. Anything else you want, Miss Hill? Not right now, but I may call you back very soon. I'm going to the La Roche Beauty Salon. If you did not resist so much, Miss Hill, it would be easier on all of us. What did you do with Bob Kittredge and Sally? Where are they? I want to see Bob Kittredge and Sally. Well, now that can't be arranged immediately. You'll find them right in there. Well, Chris, welcome to our little gathering. That's Sally tied up in that other corner. Sally? Oh, Bob, you found her. Well, I didn't exactly find her. The same gang that threw you in here threw me in here with her. What time do the guns go off? Oh, Bob, how can you be so calm? Why doesn't Sally say anything? They had her gag when they threw me in here. Well, why didn't you take the gag off? I did, but after about ten minutes, I put her right back on her. How could a girl that young learn that kind of language? How are we going to get out of here, Bob? I need to make a phone call. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? Just kick on the door and tell him you want to call the cops. Oh, be serious, Bob. Listen, Chris, I was never more serious in my life. If we don't get out of here in a hurry, we don't get out of here, period. What does that mean? It means we're stuck. I did have one idea, but there's a little matter of my hands and feet being tied. Well, that leaves us pretty helpless. Of course, if I could wiggle over to you, maybe we could put our backs together and untie each other's hands. Then try to wiggle over here. Okay. Now I know how a vacuum cleaner feels. <laughs> Gee. Gee, this is tough. I gotta have a talk with that Fibber McGee. Why? Well, that Johnson's glow coat may look good, but it tastes awful. <laughs> okay, here you are, Bob. Mm-hmm. Now, just raise yourself up a bit, and, okay. and I'll, I'll try to untie those knots. Oh, fine, fine. There. I think I untied a string. Yeah, that's swell. Great. Are your hands free? No, but you loosened my girdle. <laughs> there. There, you finally got my hands. Well, now what do we do? You and Sally do nothing but stay right there until I get back. Well, where are you going? Well, I'm going to try to sneak into one of those rooms where they give the beauty treatments. If I wrap myself up in one of those sheets the women wear and smear some cold cream on my face, maybe I can get to a phone and call the cops. You're next to the beauty clay treatment, madam. Who, me? Who, me? Yes, madam. Well, you have to hurry. I have to go home and take care of the kids so the cook can go out with my husband. Tell me, do you think my type of face will ever come back? Well, we'll do our best to bring it partway back Well, I've gone to a lot of beauty salons You know what Helena Rubenstein said when she saw me? What? Ah! <laughs> if, if madam will excuse me, I have another client in the next room Go right ahead Could you hand me the phone? Certainly, madam 
And if madam wants anything, all she has to do is call. Thanks, Brenda. Say, you ain't kidding, sister. Hello? Federal Bureau of Investigation, Morgan speaking. Say, this is Bob Kittridge, Morgan. Christina Hill, Sally and I are prisoners at the LaRoche Beauty Salon, 1757. I've got the address. We'll be right over, Kittridge. You've got nothing to worry about. Kittridge! Whoops. Here's the head man. I think he's after my head. Get me just loose. He was just talking with somebody on the phone. Lock all the doors, and when you see him, shoot to kill. Let's get behind these curtains and keep quiet, Chris, and keep Sally quiet. This is their main meeting room. Hey. Hey, they're coming back in here. All right, gentlemen. Gentlemen, take your places, please. The time has come. As long as Kittredge and the woman have escaped, we must execute our plan immediately. I want no slip-ups, no bungling ever, even if it cost you your lives. We will ruin Washington first and then every important city in the United States. All right, unlock the closet holes. I will distribute the dynamite. Stick them up, boys. I said stick them up. Help, they got me covered. You're not covered, Bob. I'm not, then get back in front of me, you coward. <laughs> but, Bob, those are the FBI men. They just captured the spies. They did? Isn't radio wonderful, folks? It took up 20 minutes and a four-mile chase to do that in the picture. Well, I guess that ends the story, Bob. And this is where the hero usually kisses the girl. Yeah, and up to now in our pictures, it's always been Bing Crosby. But I'll show everyone who the better lover is, me or Bing Crosby. Come here. Yes, sir, folks, the best kisses of all are at the Kraft Music Hall. <laughs> Thank you, Bob Hope, Dorothy Lemour, and Phyllis Ruth for your swell performances, and they got me covered. Well, I hope our listeners had as much fun as we did, Mr. Bradley. And it's always a pleasure to appear on this program for the benefit of the Motion Picture Relief Fund. In just a moment, Bob Hope is going to be back to tell you about next week's great show. But first, a word from America's foremost beauty authorities, your hostess, Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss Lemour. You know... I always used to picture my listeners in front of a makeup mirror, smoothing on Lady Esther four-purpose face cream. But from letters I've received recently, I see the picture has changed considerably. Well, not only do you have my face cream at home, you have it in your locker at the war plant, or in your desk at the office for a quick beauty treatment before you go to a service dance. You depend on it completely, you tell me, because you've found my cream the perfect cream for these busy days. Yes, thousands of women have discovered there's everything they need for regular beauty care in this one jar of face cream, Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. First of all, the beauty of cleanliness. My face cream cleans your skin thoroughly, leaves it immaculate. But that isn't all Lady Esther Face Cream does for you. It softens your skin. It helps nature refine the pores. And it leaves a lovely, smooth base for your powder. So you see, Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream is a complete beauty treatment in itself. And that's why your skin looks so appealingly fresh and seems so much softer and smoother.
Here he is again, Bob Hope. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, Lady Esther will present the Screen Guild players in Louisiana Purchase, starring William Gaxton, Annabella, and Victor Moore. I know you'll enjoy it. Next week, then, Lady Esther will present William Gaxton, Annabella, and Victor Moore in Louisiana Purchase. Be sure to listen. Bob Hope and Dorothy L'Amour can currently be seen in Paramount's all-star production, Star Spangled Rhythm. Phyllis Ruth can now be seen in They Got Me Covered. Music on tonight's show was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. The Screen Guild players are presented every Monday night at this time by Lady Esther. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther, saying thank you. Good night. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.